Hello, everybody. This is True Crime Podcast from the Hybrid Warfare Analytical Group at Ukraine Crisis Media Center, where we take on Russian propaganda and discuss hybrid threats and influence tools they use. In this episode, we will explore how Russia leverages its school education system, particularly through recent educational reforms, to shape school children into compliant Russian subjects, preparing them to serve as obedient soldiers who, without hesitation, may be deployed to the front lines of current and future wars initiated by Russia. Our focus will be on the reintroduction of initial military training in schools as a response to Russia's failures in Ukraine, and also the youth groups designed to curb critical thinking and install loyalty to the state. Introduction Since the full-scale invasion began, Russia has wasted no time rolling out a series of controversial legislative changes that were once mere talking points pushed by Russian propaganda. However, back then, they were never taken seriously. With the reintroduction of the IMT, initial military training in schools, it is clear that Russia has returned to Soviet-era methods to create uniformity, control, and early integration of the state's values among the most vulnerable of minds, the youth. Russia's Youth Initiatives to Hitler, Hitler Jungland The brainwashing of Russia's youth is not unheard of. Many, if not all, dictatorships employ this tactic. Mao Zedong, Red Guards in China, for instance, aim to wipe out the so-called counter-revolutionaries and traditional Chinese ways of life. The Kim Il-sungist, Kim Jong-ilist Youth League played an important role in North Korea's ideological formation and the development of a ruling family-centered personality cult. And in Cambodia, the Khmer Rouge used child slaves to carry out brutal acts of indoctrination and propaganda, or they worked to destroy traditional ways of life and replace them with communist ideals. Russia's methods for influencing young people's beliefs are strikingly similar to those of the Hitler Jungland, the Nazi Party's youth organization in Germany. Indoctrinating young Germans with Nazi ideology, instilling loyalty to the Führer and the government's values, and preparing them for future military service, these were all the primary goals of the Hitler Youth, which was founded on July the 4th, 1926. Members of the Hitler Youth participated in rallies, listened to Hitler's speeches, and read and watched Nazi media and literature in classrooms. Sound familiar? Attending political rallies, encouraging loyalty, and educating through propaganda are all features shared by the Russian and Nazi youth movements. Putin Jungand from pro-government activism to an army of school children. Russia, like the Hitler Jungand Hitler Youth, previously initiated youth programs, Nashi and the Young Army Una Armia, aimed to bolster loyalty to the state. Nashi emerged in 2005 as a response to the 2004-2005 Orange Revolution in Ukraine, and it was led by Vladislav Surkov. It conducted anti-Orange campaigns against any opposition. As protests swelled in Russia between 2010 and 2013, the Kremlin lost interest 
closing the project in favour of forceful suppression and depoliticization. Around 2015 to 2016, Russia's leadership, observing a lack of domestic political competition, refocused on promoting the idea of the second most powerful army in the world. Defence Minister Serki Shogoy introduced the Young Army in Armia, emphasising the development of young people's military readiness and practical skills. Shogoy, known for self-promotion, played a pivotal role in this shift. We really want you to be proud of the exploits of your fathers and grandfathers, so that you can be ready to complete a big, serious step in your life. Serving our country. One of the Ministers for Kate's projects, Shogoy said at the Youth Army's Unarimia First Congress in 2016. One of the organization goals, according to its official website, is to develop the readiness and practical ability of young people to serve in the military. The Ukrainian Ministry of Defense Main Intelligence Directorate, back in March 2022, warned of potential youth army involvement in the war. It has been proven that members of the movement assembled UAVs for the Russian army and engaged in propaganda in favor of the so-called special military operation, and as we know it, the full-scale war. It is said that thousands of Unarmia have taken part in the aggression against Ukraine, and today tens of thousands will be recruited for the ongoing and future wars the Kremlin wages. The youth army currently consists of over 500,000 people between the ages of 8 and 18, for now satisfying the Kremlin's appetite. Ideologists in Putin's Russia have thus taken up the idea of mass-producing tomorrow's recruits in the school classroom. Soviet heritage. The concept of the IMT initial military training once a pillar of the Soviet education system, aimed at preparing youth for military service, was discarded by Russia in 1993, following the USSR's collapse. However, in response to Russia's full-scale invasion and military setbacks in Ukraine, the discipline has resurfaced. What's interesting is now it emphasizes physical, practical and ideological aspects of military training to ready the youth as novice soldiers anticipating their potential call to go to the front. This move is Russia's answer to recruitment challenges, substantial military losses in Ukraine, and the likelihood of a protracted war. Notably, similar programs exist in other post-Soviet states to address regional security concerns. For example, Kyrgyzstan offers their own military studies, while Azerbaijan offers military patriotic education. In 2023, Ukraine introduced the subject Defense of Ukraine. However, the fundamental distinctions between the Russians' military subject and Ukraine's are rooted in both intent and participation. This subject was rewritten for the Ukrainian curriculum after Russia invaded Donbass and Crimea in 2014. The project is a means of defence and aims to strengthen national identity, resilience and unity to counter Russian propaganda. In contrast, Russia's updated curriculum emphasises weapon handling, shooting skills, first aid training, drone flying 
and nuclear catastrophe response to prepare youth for military service. Moreover, Arman Martonian, puppet deputy of the State Council of Occupied Crimea, underscored the urgency of the reintroduction of these military disciplines, telling how our kids now being sent to fight are practically unprepared. But in the Soviet era, there was military training and the soldiers knew how to shoot. This statement, along with the contents of the course, confirms its real intent to mitigate the loss on the front lines, therefore creating an army which will have extremely basic skills of an infantry soldier barely ready to go to war. The Revival of Military Training In 2008, Russia initiated a reform process to address the deficiencies exposed during the Russo-Georgian War. This modernization effort aimed to shift from a conscript-based force to a more professional one, while also upgrading outdated equipment. Consequently, the calls for reintroduction of the initial military training in schools diminished. Yet, after being confronted with the stark reality of its failed approach during its war in Ukraine, Russian leaders, stung by the shortcomings of their armed forces, reverted to a familiar but outmoded method of youth military education, reminiscent of the Soviet era. State Duma deputy and Russian propagandist Andrei Gulyev suggests modernizing the IMT's practical component, teaching children how to operate drones, and this was approved. The government aims to train 40,000 students by 2025 and 180,000 by 2030. Anna Timoveva, deputy director of the Department of State Policy and Management in the Ministry of Education and Science, told of the initial steps which strengthen the state's control over the curriculum and its reform. This included the formation of a so-called working group, composed of representatives from the ministries of defense and emergency situations. Sergei Kravtsov, Russian Minister of Education, confirmed that the so-called special military operations soldiers would also play a significant role in this process, telling how their participation can provide unique insights into what's really going on. Direct involvement of military personnel and government bodies are now, therefore, systematically used to manipulate the youth's worldview to align with the state's agenda as part of the IMT subject returning to schools. Time to summarize. Russian officials have portrayed the new curriculum as a response to contemporary threats, emphasizing its role in national defense while challenging perceived Western propaganda aimed at influencing the younger generation. The reintroduction of this curriculum, however, reveals a vulnerability within the Kremlin regime as it grapples with military setbacks, resorting to antiquated methods of preparing inexperienced rookie child soldiers. The laughable myth of it being the most second powerful military is now slipping further and further away as untrained young children recruits are going to be sent to the front lines. All of these changes and others, including the distortion of history textbooks, are part of a broader effort to infiltrate the entire educational system 
and mould the values and loyalties of the next generation, ultimately solidifying the government's control over society.